Sports Station. 1043 The Point presents Stokely and Zach. Vance Joseph is back in Denver. A place by the time he left, pretty sure people chased him out of town with pitchforks. I mean, it was... Vance Joseph was one of the most despised Denver uh, sports figures, really, in, you know, the the six years we've been doing this radio show together. He's got to be top five, I would think. I don't know. If you remember what the temperature was. Um, Time has, you know, you got Nathaniel Hackett has taken over for sure over Vance. And I, th- I think the situation for Vance obviously wasn't good coming off the Super Bowl and, you know, having a Super Bowl team and feeling like this is still a, you know, one year removed from the Super Bowl and expectations were still high and and then it being um, just uh, just awful and awful. But I think fans are more pissed at Hackett. You still have Josh McDaniels taking over. um you know, up there at the He's top still of the list also. Do people, how do you compare Vic and Vance? Who do who does Broncos country despise more? Oh, that's a good one, man. I bet it's Vic, but because he's more recent. Yeah. And he got three years. Yeah. We, we were stuck with him for three years. Vance got two. Hackett got one. And, and Vance, Vance at the time... You know, the Broncos had never had back-to-back losing seasons since Mr. Bowlin bought the team. Oh, that's right. You win the Super Bowl in 2015. Even in 2016, you figure out a way to get to 9-7, and seven, so you're still technically a winner, even though the arc of that season, it came crashing down. And then Vance shows up in 2017, and the Broncos are 5-11. and 11. John Elway nearly fires him at the end of the season. It has the famous quote uh, that he had to sleep on it. The Broncos were the most blown-out team in professional football. At one point that season, and I know you remember it, Broncos started 3-1. and one. Yeah. And they had the earliest bye week in the NFL. It was week five. So they go into the bye week, week five, at 3-1. and one. They opened up with a game-winning play on Monday Night Football um, when it was Rex Ryan and Beth Mowens on the call and Sergio Dips on the sideline having the time of his life. It was Shelby Harris getting his big paw out of field goal. Win the game. Dallas at home. Pound. Pound the Cowboys. 42-17. Trevor Simeon throws for four touchdowns that afternoon. I was there. The key. Pick six. Stadium's rocking. And then the next week, it was a game in Buffalo. It was the psych game where Von Miller went to go help Tyrod Taylor up. Psych on third down, personal foul, extends the drive. Buffalo wins the game. How's that a personal foul? But then the next week, the Broncos beat the Raiders 16-10. to 10. You go into the bye week 3-1, and one, feeling great. And then you come out, and you're on Sunday night football against the New York Giants, who had no one playing. The Broncos lost that game, got thoroughly whooped for four quarters in a game they were heavy favorites in, and they did not win a game. That happened week six. They did not win their next game till the middle of December. 
they went on some sort of slide. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight losses in a row. And that's just when things just became totally unraveled. There was a game against Miami with Adam Gase where he's onside kicking up three scores. That final score was 35-9. The Eagles hung half a hundo on them. The you Patri- kind of forget about a lot of that, though, you know. Um, everyone, I mean, you remember it was a disaster, but I think overall, you know, you forget about the you know, the Eagles game and Alshon just like Jeffries just killing the Broncos and the Dolphins game with the onside kick and, you know, it's it's like, all right, we hate Hackett more now. And then in 10 years, it's like it all kind of, I don't know. Um, but overall here, I think uh, Vance has a chance to kind of fix some things and correct some things and maybe it would be looked at in a different light. He's got a chance. He's got, he's, he's got that opportunity now um, to – be perceived a little bit differently, maybe. But if it starts off slow, it's going to be the same thing, same narrative, and people are going to, you know, they'll they'll start going back through all that stuff and, and like, oh, my gosh, we got this again. The next year, there was life for Vance. 2018. There was life. The Broncos started horribly. They were 3-6. and six. They had the bye week, and they come out of the bye week stoke. They beat the Chargers by a point. Then they beat the Steelers. By a possession. You were talking about coach of the year, I think you were, right? And then they went on the road and beat the Cincinnati. (laughs) And then they went on the road and beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Stoke, they get to six and six with four games left. They're going to be favored in their last four games. And yes, the conversation was if the Broncos run the table and get to 10 and six and they double their win total year over year, go from five wins in 17 to 10 wins in 18, could Vance Joseph be a coach of the year candidate? They didn't win a game after we did that segment. Lost their last four, and he was promptly fired. Six and ten. Goes to Arizona. He's the D.C. for four years. And just like that, what's old is new again. What was the low point for Vance, do you think? Ah, a lot. I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot of bad. So I, I can't pick one one thing out of all of that. I'm trying to remember. I mean, it was just... Uh, that Eagles game was was an awful defeat. I remember that. I just remember a lot of blowouts. So I think you just say when you think of Vance and you think of what he, what happened here, uh, you think of blowouts, right? Yep. But you also think of certain situations where it felt like he didn't have, he wasn't in control of the team. Right. He wasn't the captain of the ship, and there was things that were just going on that was like, wait. We're still rolling Isaiah McKenzie out there to be our punt returner. Right. And you said in a microphone, we want to do what's best for Isaiah. Like, no, we don't want to do what's best for Isaiah. We want to do what's best for the Denver Broncos and the other 52 guys on the roster. You had the Menelik Watson proposing to his girlfriend, like, during the game, during a preseason game. It's like, all right, it's a preseason game, but, like, really? Can you just do it, maybe just do it after? <laughs> right. Or something like that? I just, like, and then there was Oh, gosh, it was fights. Fi- yeah, yeah, Philip Lindsay got thrown out of a game for fighting. cry or something? Was someone crying? Yeah. Um, yeah, in Isaiah, the locker room? Yeah, was Isaiah the locker McKenzie. Room crying yeah, was, stuff? was crying locker room, got in a fight uh, with a veteran. I mean, it was a disaster. It was yeah. it, it was rudderless. I mean, it was it was chaos, really. But he's not in that role anymore. He's got a chance to redeem himself. See if he can do it. Uh, we may have our doubts, but he's, he's going to have a shot. How does Broncos country feel about Vance Joseph returning as defensive coordinator in Denver? 
for the first time in a long time, we are going to open up these phone lines. 303-713-1043. Your phone calls and texts coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 1043, The Fan. Let's get the pulse of uh, Broncos country. Uh, I put a tweet out there that said, uh, hey, you want to you want to drop how you're feeling today? Go ahead. It's in the comments. I'll read some of those here in just a second. Uh, Let's take a phone call or two. Jason is on the line, wants to chime in. Jason, welcome to the show. What do you make of uh, VJ back in Denver? Hey, fellas, big fan. Listen to you guys every day. Thank you. Um, just wanted to, to kind of get the narrative. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that the first time, uh, you know, Vance's first season, he was all buddy-buddy with the team. And then uh, the second season, he went 6-10, and ten, kind of lost the locker room. But he's trying to crack the whip a little bit more. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like, what your take on, like, with the correlation with Russ and how he kind of wasn't, you know, a part of the locker room, all that jazz, and then him coming in this season and trying to, you know, be more involved with the team and kind of, you know, how that how, how that's going to play with uh, VJ. Do you think VJ will have any advice for Russ in that department? Uh, thanks for the phone call, Jason. I actually remember that when v- Vance came back for year number two and there was a common question to the players, like, is there a new VJ? Is there, like, a new Vance? And a couple guys said the right thing, like, yeah, like, He's definitely more just like a business this year as opposed to like smiles and stuff. I remember that being a bit of a narrative. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Vance isn't going to really have anything to do with Russ, though, here. I mean, will he give him some advice? Probably not. You know, I mean, that's not really for Vance to do in this situation. Um, So unless Russ asked for it. But I, I just think that, you know, Vance is worried about his defense and trying to, you know, do a good job on that side of the football and we'll see if he can do it on Twitter. And guys, if you want to chime in uh, and jump on the phone with us, 303-713-1043, if you want to react to the news of the day, a good, bad, indifferent. Uh, Stephen on Twitter, Stephen Chris said, uh, I feel indifferent. I personally don't like it a ton, but I love the Peyton hire so much that I trust that he got it right. Is there an element uh, to that uh, with us here today? That's what we have to do. Really, I think is he's spot on. There's not much with the resume that says, oh, we're, we're thrilled with this. This is a great defensive coordinator that we just hired. And we have the history of two awful years as him as our head coach. Right. So his defensive coordinator resume doesn't tell you much. It isn't impressive. And your head coach experience that we saw here for two years was a disaster. Right. So that's all we can go on if you want to try to be optimistic about this is, hey, I trust in Sean Payton. I love that hire, and he's going to make a good hire, and that's that's really all you can do right now if you want to be positive. Uh, Robert uh, Emmerling on Twitter said, VJ should be good. Rex Ryan would have brought extra baggage. VJ should bring just the nuts and bolts of defense. The the baggage stuff, you, you know, you know, Mike Cliss sort of referenced that as well. It's like, you know, I don't know how that would have worked with Rex. You know, uh, he's got such a big personality, but how big is is Rex's personality really like? Have we heard from Rex? Is Rex like going viral for saying wild right. stuff? Like, is he going nuts on TV? And no, wow. I mean, did you hear from Rex when he was uh, like the linebacker coach for the Ravens and no. the line coach? No, um, no. 
No, you didn't. I mean, <sighs> you didn't have to show me that. Um, <laughs> so that's someone, a funny picture. So, um, someone just in the comments sent a picture of Vance and Johnny Bolin. With their, they, they, they were found together. Uh, Who are the gangsters? <laughs> up in, uh, I think, up in the mountains somewhere. And next thing you know, there's they're like out. there's like a video yeah. of them like just hanging out. <laughs> and that's where that sound bite came oh, from. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, Who the gangster? <laughs> shout out Johnny B. Shout out. Um, you, you totally lost. I lost my train of thought. All right, let's, all take, a, of let's take a phone call. Let's hear from Dave wants to chime in. What's up, Dave? What do you think of the VJ hire? A disaster. Oh. Can you, I still have in my mind watching this clown on the sidelines and just looking so inept in the way his players disrespected him towards as he got into his coaching, literally on the sideline. I was so excited they hired Peyton as a coach, but hiring this individual has not accomplished anything since he left here. And they hired him over Rex. I tell you what, I was excited. Now I don't really give a rat's rear in what happens to this team because they're repeating the same John, John Elway of, uh, mistakes. It's it's insane to hire this guy back here when he left with such a poor record. All right, Dave. Um, well, I, I very yeah. clearly given yeah. his thoughts. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, look, and that was years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully he's grown as a coach because it wasn't good here when he was a head coach. There was a lot of instances that it didn't look like he had a good control of the locker room and the guys. And uh, so hopefully things have changed. That's all I could say to Dave, really, because a lot of the stuff that he said, you know, was accurate. And that's it was a bad product. And it didn't feel like, you know, Vance had a good grasp of that locker room and right. what was going on. But he's been a defense coordinator now for four years after those two years. And hopefully it will be better. That's really all I can say to Dave. Uh, Tommy and NorCal on but Twitter. But I don't want to hit the, Mike, the, the, the Rex Ryan stuff up. Sure. Uh, yeah, finish that, that thought process. Sure. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, let, let's stop that narrative that Rex was going to be like, c- couldn't coexist with Sean Payton. Like, where does that come from? Why? Because he was like a, he was, you know, uh, he liked the cameras when he was a head coach. And yeah. he didn't mind saying certain things when he was a head coach. I mean, okay. That's not the way he was when he was assistant coach. It, it, everything was totally fine. So uh, could they have coexisted? Yeah, they could have coexisted. I don't think that was a that would have been a big deal at all. And outside of him saying, let's go get a gosh darn snack, because cameras are following him on hard knocks, like what else did he really do that was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Rex Ryan did that. I can't really think of anything. Um, a Tommy and NorCal, we'll take another phone call here in a second. Tommy and NorCal on Twitter said, don't love it, but don't hate it. But I do respect Vance for wanting to come back to this place that was so hard on him. He's got more stones than I thought. Is there anything to that? Well, I, I, maybe there was nothing else. Sure. You know, it's not like he had to pick a 10 jobs and say, I want to go to Denver. It came down to the Eagles and the Broncos. And we don't know if the Eagles wanted him. Right. So this might have been his only opportunity if he wanted a coach this year. And if I were to guess, if he was offered the Eagles job and coaching that defense that just was in top five most sacks in NFL history in a single season, 
That's probably a better job than here. Again, it is I'm, spe- a better job. I'm speculating. And you don't but- have to speculate that. You look at the product on the football field. That is a much better job. If you're trying to be a head coach and you had an opportunity to go to Philly or the Denver Broncos, where would you go? Yeah. You'd go to Philly. Right. It's not even a discussion. So, you know, using our deducing skills, we would say that he probably didn't get offered that job, wasn't going to get offered that job, and took this job um, so he could coach this year. All right, let's take another phone call here. Uh, news of the day, Vance Joseph returning to Denver. Uh, been a while since we did this, but looking forward to see what Seth has to say. Seth, what do you make of the news today? Hey, guys. I don't think it's really – I wanted Rex just more for the flashiness of it all, but I, I'm just kind of curious for you guys. Do you think we know QB and offensive coaches have to blend – how important is it for Vance and his system and how he coaches to blend with Sean Payton? And maybe being with Cliff and Kyler Murray, that that offense, do you think it kind of set him up for a bad spot for maybe some negative numbers there? Thanks, guys. Thanks. Love the show. Oh, thanks, man. That's, yeah, uh, no, I think that's think? good. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Could have, could have set him up in some bad situations. Obviously, uh, things turned bad there here in the last year. They play football a little bit differently in there. Arizona went forward a lot on fourth downs. And so how did that impact his defense? I don't know. I wasn't watching Arizona day in and day out and week in and week out and following them. Uh, so not quite sure. Uh, it wasn't great there defensively. I think, you know, when you look at Sean Payton and Vance Joseph and the correlation between those two, yeah, you want you want you you want your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator to be on the same page of style of football and how we're gonna play and, and that should change year to year depending on your personnel and what type of football team you have and how you're trying to win football games. Obviously they had a good interview, I guess. All right. I mean that's yeah. what you would say because you feel like you're on the same page, you feel like your 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 thought process is the same. And that's why you hired the guy. I don't know. Wasn't there. But um, it will be interesting. I, I didn't. I don't, you know, go back to how I felt about it. I didn't love it. Uh, you didn't love it? No. But I don't know how you can love it. It's hard. I don't but, know how you could love it. Like, I you, think could, like you could be, like, be tolerant of it and, like, okay, I'm be optimistic because I'm choosing to be optimistic. Because, but, like, earlier, Sean Payton hired him. I like the Sean Payton hire, so right. I'm just going to believe it's going to work. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how it ages. Uh, we got a couple people waiting on hold. If you're already waiting on hold, we'll get to you before the end of the show. Um, and if not, that'll probably be it. We're going to hit the pause button on the Vance Joseph conversation. So you're just going to leave them on hold for like if the, if, 15? If they want to hang out, we wow. will get to them. The, we got a couple people waiting. Rude. It, That's it, rude. I, would, I wouldn't do that to you. I'm just, saying, I'm just telling the people I wouldn't do that to them. <laughs> you're doing them wrong, Zach. If wow. You, it, we will get to you before the end of the show. In about 20 minutes. There's... there's about a half hour left, so it's not that long. Look, okay. I used to wait for hours to get on the line with oh. Jim Rome. They can, they'll, they'll be all right. And we're not Jim Rome, but we're freaking Stokely and Zach, damn it. Right. <laughs> all right. You're going to wait. <laughs> we're hit the pause button on Vance Joseph as defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos for just a second because the final sprint ahead of one of the most anticipated Nuggets postseasons of all time begins in just a few hours. What are we looking for down the final sprint? That's coming up next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Vance 
Vance Joseph has been hired as the defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos. That is the big news of the day. I mean, can you believe it? We're going to be out there for for training camp and regular season games, and Vance is going to be back in front of that microphone doing pressers in front of the same people he did 2017 and 2018. Crazy. We were talking about Vic possibly coming back and returning. Right. And we didn't get Vic. We got Vance. Unbelievable. It really is. (laughs) And now it's just, you know, it's only 32 teams, but just. uh, It's unusual. This is unusual. Very. Make make no mistake. Um, we're going to continue to react to that in just a second. We got a couple people on hold that we will get to your are calls. Still on hold? Yes, sir, they are. Good job. Um, the final sprint ahead of maybe the most anticipated Denver Nuggets postseason of all time begins tonight. That is not hyperbole. That is not hyperbole. Really, the window for a championship has only been propped open three, maybe four times in the history of this franchise. And by the odds, the Nuggets are among the top three or four favorites to win it all. This is an organization, Stoke, that's never been to the finals. And here they are among the four favorites to win it all. They have a chance to finish the regular season with the NBA's best record. Number one in the Western Conference, a full uh, five games ahead of the two seed. In fact, Stoke, the largest difference in, in any slotting of playoff teams, the largest difference in the West is between the number one and the number two seed Nuggets to the Grizzlies. Yeah, it looks like that's the largest in all of NBA. Wow. When you're looking at the, the overall rankings from the Eastern to the Western. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they got a nice lead, nice, comfortable lead. I, I, look, you're spot on. I mean, you got a guy that's about to be three-time MVP in a row consecutively. And you have a team that's number one in the West that is just playing awesome right now. So, I think, yeah, expectations are higher than they've ever been around here. Realistic expectations are, are here, and they're out there doing it night in and night out. So, it's um, and it's a stretch run now. Here we go. Yep. It starts tonight. You got Cleveland on the road, a really good Cleveland team. What are your expectations for the Nuggets? Not only tonight, but how they finish off these last 20, how many games left? 23. Last 23 games. That's it. It's crazy. Um, my expectations is that for them to finish very strong, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if they get comfortable enough and start reducing game plans down to super vanilla and maybe stumble by wins and losses a little bit, maybe the last couple weeks into the postseason. That wouldn't shock me if they get a comfortable enough lead. Do they start really load managing guys down the stretch um, if they have a comfortable enough lead? That's something that I think are, are relevant. Comfortable enough lead in the West? Comfortable enough lead for the number one seed in the Western Conference. And if they have that, say the final three weeks of the season, do they ter- take turns with really heavy-handedly load-managing guys? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how that plays out down the stretch. you got to be careful with that. You don't want to – I don't think you want to, like, change things up dramatically here where you haven't been doing something, then all of a sudden you do it. Right, I, that that would make me nervous as a fan. Sure. Now, do I want the guys to be fresh? Yes, all those things. And you know, we saw it with the Avalanche last year. I mean, I was like, "What are they doing? This is awful way to finish the season." And it was it was awful for a while there. 
Like this team ain't going anywhere like this. And and so that was very concerning with them. And and it turned out, hey, they were they were cool. You know, it, it, no big deal. But I would just be concerned with changing things up in a big way at the end of the season. I want to finish strong and I want to carry that momentum of the playoffs. Let's just keep rocking and rolling. Let's just play basketball. You got certain guys you need to rest a little bit. Okay. But for the majority, let's play, man. You just had a week off. Right. We got twenty something games left. We're trying to win a championship. All hands on deck. Pedal to the metal. Let's go. But it will be interesting to see how they handle that situation. Certainly, if they have things locked up. Right. That'd be a unique position for Denver. If Sometimes you're just that's like, not good. I know. I've been through it. I, I know told you have. You, I, hate I know it. you have. When you have things locked up like there, you just start chilling, and it's tough to get back going. What's the number one storyline in the last twenty three games for you? No, no, no wrong answers. Oh, um, the number one storyline is Jamal Murray. He's such a big part of that next step that the Nuggets are trying to take here. If he's a part of this team and playing like he did before he missed the last five, six games, then this team can really do it. If he's not available, this team's not going anywhere. So, just his health and his availability. I mean, he missed a whole year last year, didn't play at all, and now had a knee, his opposite knee. Um, we'll see tonight what it looks like, but can he continue to stay healthy? Yep. That's I think, such a huge part. And, I mean, you could just say health in general. Yeah, but, health in general, but if you sure. want to, you know, Because you can throw Michael Porter Jr. in there. But if you want to just look at the big picture, the one guy, or just narrow in on one guy, for me, it's Jamal Murray and uh, his health. I think that's super fair. Uh, How about you? I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. No, for me, um, it's Jamal Murray as well, his health. We've talked about this through like the last uh, couple years, really. Um, and, I, and I've detailed it um, in a thorough manner on the Mile High Hoops podcast, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. But if you go through past champions, okay, if you're the Warriors, who's their secondary, secondary all-star is a Hall of Famer. The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is the best player. He's a Hall of Famer, but they have a secondary all-star in Chris Middleton. LeBron, you know, led the Lakers at that championship in 2020, but has a secondary player who's an all-star and probably a Hall of Famer in Anthony Davis. You know, Toronto with Kawhi, there's a six-time all-star. as the second-best player in Kyle Lowry, let alone another multiple-time all-star in Pascal Siakam. It goes like this through the years. Whether your second-best player is Kyrie to LeBron or, you know, your second-best player is, you know, Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili or whoever it is, uh, Shaq to D-Wade, you have to have that wingman that is usually a Hall of Famer, but if not, a bona fide all-star. Jamal isn't even really that, but he's the closest representation to that. Without him, is your second option is who? Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., with all due respect, those are not secondary options on title teams. Yes, well said. Like you, you have the nice one right there as that as that as that Robin to Batman and Jamal Murray, and then the other two are so much better suited for their roles when Jamal's right. in the lineup. Right? right, that's when they play at their best. You take Jamal out, and now those guys got to do more and are asked to do more, and they aren't the same players. So I think that's very well said, and that's why Jamal is such an important part moving forward. Not only just because of what he can do, but what those other two guys aren't asked to right. do. Right. Every single night, and you can use that on the Mile High Hoops podcast, Zach. <laughs> I think you're going to see a big last 23 games for Jamal Murray. I think he's got a big chip on his shoulder, and I think it starts tonight in Cleveland. We'll wait. 
I think Wait, it starts tonight in Cleveland. just snuck that in, so what are you saying? I'm saying over 22 and a oh, half points. Oh, talk to me. He's back, baby. <laughs> He's back. Okay, I'm going to ride. I'm going to give you one more chance oh, to, to get off that Kevin Herter. Oh, my now gosh. You are, you are so Go, bad. Why, why am I bad? I just gifted you winners through the years. Oh, I mean, gosh. and I get the three-point contest oh, winner gosh. wrong. Because you hyped it. You can't hype not. it up. You hyped it up. Oh, you said it was Drew's gosh. birthday gift. It, well, I did say and that. And you failed him. I did say that. And you failed me. <laughs> he made eight. Yeah. It was supposed real, to be a shooter. really bad. He Look, freaked out a little bit. If you're a red-headed, bit. pale guy, you got to be able to shoot the rock, bro. That's it. I mean, right? And he can. I know. He had a bad night. Oh. Bad night in Salt Lake. Goodness gracious. All right. <laughs> Vance Joseph is back in Denver, believe it or not. He is. He's back. We we're back. To, these people still holding? Yep, we're going to get to him. One, okay. It looked like one dropped off. Okay. 416, well, hang tight. We're going to get to you. The one that dropped off is soft. We, you hang in there. We will get to you. Stay strong. <laughs> is Vance Joseph the third member of the 2023 trial run team? That's next. We've heard him before. Come on, you got this. Jason Elder. Yes. Good one. Do we have anyone hanging on the phone line? We do. I got to give a quick shout out to my wife. She is in the car, I believe. Oh. 21 years today. Happy anniversary. Um, yeah. So there, there we go. anniversary. 21 years what, today. What song did you so dance to on your wedding? We got to get to the phone call. Zach, it's not about me. We can't just keep running low on time. <laughs> Shout out, Lana. Shout She's out, Lana. for 21 years. Lana, you've been gone all week. You need to hit that podcast. Stokely's been talking crazy when you've been gone. <laughs> Put me on blast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just kidding. All right. Uh, we do have someone uh, on hold here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a real, really quick. We have a daily listener who listens uh, every day from Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow. Pig Suey. Stephen Marshall, uh, who he and his little boy, his little eight-year-old listen, and his eight-year-old son uh, loves how we do. Uh, and we are here. How you doing today, Brandon? Stokely? Love it. So, love is that uh, Little Rock? Um, is that... University of Arkansas, or is that Arkansas? Where's Arkansas State? I don't know. I don't know. Little Rock's Arkansas. Little Rock is Arkansas. Yeah, that's like the main. Okay. Yeah. Shout out. All right, thanks for listening. All right, let's take a phone call here. Who is it uh, here, Kistner? Joe has been waiting for a while. Joe, thanks for your patience. What do you make about the uh, Vance Joseph return to Denver news? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Love the show. Listen every single day. I'm from Canada here. Oh, uh, I I don't really like this hire, guys. This is a Bronco land hire to steal one of oh. one of your turns. And I'll tell you why. So I had this feeling after the San Francisco game last year about Russ, where it was like, is this the same Russ? This can't be the same Russ. And then by the end of the Colts game, I knew it was a different Russ. I'm starting to get that feeling about Sean Payton. When he makes this hire, is this the same Sean Payton that we saw had all this success? I'm just waiting for the Colts game moment to be sure of it. Now, maybe we're a little bit jaded as Broncos fans, but I think you get burned enough like we have, and we've been in Bronco land enough like we have, 
and your radar goes up. I'll listen off the air. Thanks, Blake. All right. A listener from Canada. Wow. Love Canada. Love, love, love it. Love Canada. I'll be out there later in the summer. Um, really? Yeah. What are you doing up there? Doing a little golf. Really? Little golf, yeah. Uh, combat golf. Bearcat gyms. Oh, combat that's golf. right. The mini yeah. combat. You're not invited. Uh, um, I'm, I, may, I, may, uh, I may work my way in there. It's full. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, Canada has six time zones. That is a massive, massive country. Huge. Unbelievable. Outside Russia, it's the largest country uh, in, in the world. Shout out to Joe. Appreciate you listening. I really liked what Joe said. Like, you know, c- comparing that to Russ, and we saw Russ, and it's like, okay, holding out hope. And then after that Colts game, it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy is completely lost. Right. Like, he is – there's no fixing that, especially last year. Sean Payton, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to judge it right now to that degree. But like Joe said, we'll we'll see here, you know, midway through the season what it looks like. But I hope he's not right. I hope you're not right, Joe. I look at the the situation defensively, and this could be this could be one of those deals where it's one and done for Vance. So I, I'm glad you just went there because my mind was going there this morning and and going to the last break. Is is he the third member of the 2023 trial run team? Russell Wilson, George Payton. Vance Joseph, that a lot of the way that the hiring fell for the defensive coordinator is circumstance. The time of year, when Sean was hired, who's available, who can't move from their current post, what regime hasn't been fired yet. Like, he did not start from zero. He started way behind, way behind the initial race. So you're sort of, I equated it to, like, going through, like, you know, the Nike, um, uh, you know, outlet or the, uh, you know, secondary store or, you know, Kohl's rack or whatever. It's like the secondary store. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of stuff here. Where's the gem? I have to find the gem. And that's what I think Sean Payton's been trying to do. But next year's cycle isn't going to be this year's cycle. And if it's not going good, then you're already in the game now. Whereas before he wasn't in the game until late, late, late. Right. And so it's hard to really get your guys that you want, and you can start preparing for that a lot sooner. And Sean Payton ain't scared to make moves. I mean, he said that, right? Yep. Um, when it comes to his coaching staff. So, it, it, look, if Vance doesn't do a good job, he, he will be one and done. That's not really telling you much here. That's what will happen here. So we'll see how it ages, what it looks like um, with with Vance. But hopefully – Hopefully it's not the same as Joe was correlating there with the Russell Wilson situation last right. year. Hopefully it doesn't go like that this year with this football team and Sean Payton. Right. Vance so what, do you, what do you make of it, though? Just real quick. I mean, what do you think what Joe said? I mean, do you do you think that that's the way it could age? Like, oh, you know, we thought we were getting Russ prime. We thought we were getting Sean Payton prime. But, like, wow, Sean is just kind of, you know, past his prime. Um, I don't think that will be the case. But... We just don't know yet. And there have been things that we thought were like certainties, none bigger than the Russell Wilson transaction, that you just assumed were certainties. And then the the product is like, oh, my gosh. Could that happen with Sean Payton? Yeah. This isn't a great football team. It's going to take a little time, right? It could take a while. Yeah. So, like, and and even after this year, if it doesn't go according to, or like, hold on. I was about to say according to plan. Like, what is the plan? What what are our expectations? Mine aren't going to be great. Now, we don't know how the draft and free agency is going to work, but just judging on the groceries that are already in the cover right now, like I don't think this is going to be some add water and stir scenario where the Broncos go from five to ten wins year over year. 
could they improve by three or four games and we're all going into next offseason like, hey, feeling pretty good. But I really got to use my imagination to, to think that the Broncos will be like in some playoff mix. But that being said, recent history tells us that it can work. Brian Dayball takes over a four-win team, playoffs the next year. Doug Peterson takes over a three-win team. Three wins, number one pick in the draft, back in the playoffs. So you can't say that it's impossible because we've seen it very recently. We need Russ to play better. Big time. Ultimately, that's where it starts. Big time. Trevor Lawrence played much better. Yep. Daniel Jones played much better. Yep. You need your quarterback to play much better. I do believe that we have the right coach. It might not happen overnight like those two situations with those two coaches. It might take us to find another quarterback and to start this thing, you know, might be a little bit of a rebuild here. Yeah. But I do believe that we have the right guy at the top. That's what I do believe. And so that's where it starts here. And it might not be a quick turnaround. This thing has been bad for a while. And when it's been bad for a while, like when your house is crumbling for a while, like it's not an overnight fix usually. Right. And we haven't been having like top 10 picks like those other teams have. Right, and so, you had one this year, and you have to give it away. Exactly. So you you don't have like you don't look at this team and look at all this young talent. I mean, do you? No. no. Nope. I do believe we have the right coach though, and uh, but it might be this thing might might be a little while. We might have to buckle up and take a deep breath, and it might be a little bit of a journey here. But I think the guy that's driving this ship and this bus here is the right guy. I hope you're right. Vance KKFN, Joseph. KKFN HD1 Longmont Denver. How you feeling about that? You got a smile on you like, dang. Not great. Again. Gosh. <laughs> just look up. You just smirk. You look at the clock. Ah. Yep. Vance Joseph was the head coach of the Broncos 2017-2018. Who are the Broncos not beaten in forever? Like forever and a day. Well, that's well. there's two teams now. I mean, the Chiefs to start with, and then you put the dang Raiders in there also, which is really pissing me off. <laughs> what? Been trying to tell you that for a couple of years now. 2-0 um, and this year against them. Okay, I'll believe what I see it. 2-0. Uh, Vance Joseph, head coach of the Broncos, 17-18. Lost to the Chiefs four straight times. That was that was pre-Mahomes. Yeah, that, was, that was Alex Smith. They yeah. never scored, even with Alex Smith at quarterback, Kansas City never scored fewer than 27 on Vance Joseph's defense. So, like, if you're a Kansas City, if you're in Kansas City, and you're doing, like, sports talk radio in Kansas City, like, oh, the Broncos hired Vance Joseph? Perfect. <laughs> like, you want you want the sprinkle? You know, no one, no, no one's shaking in their boots. Right, you want the sprinkle? There. Yeah, what's the sprinkle? Kansas City played Arizona this year. Arizona led by Vance Joseph. Well, look at me. Don't 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 Google. Look at me. I want to. I'm going to give you a question here. I want you to guess. Oh, oh, okay. You didn't say I, that. I know, but that's I'm why just I just pull- said don't Google. Just just chill out. Just usually pull it up while you're talking to give context. I know. I got the context here. Okay, okay. Help that's me. That's what I'm doing. I'm driving the the, the, okay. the bus here. Help this, me. Is this the married couple? <laughs> moment, right? How many how many points do you think that Kansas City scored against Vance's defense? <sighs> um, total in the dark, like Aaron Rodgers' guess. Uh, I'll go thirty-four. 44. Wow. First game of the season, 44. So to your point, you're talking about the points that the Chiefs put up against the Broncos' defense, right? The Chiefs against Vance Joseph's defense last year, first game of the season, they put up 44. So it wasn't like it got better. Wow. That's when everyone's healthy week one. Usually. 
Usually. Well, it depends on how you go about training camp. If no one does anything, then, yeah, everyone's healthy. But but they're not conditioned. They're not ready to go. Well, that wasn't even the case here. They didn't do anything. People still got hurt. Exactly. Right. Uh, what's up, boys? Orlando Franklin in the house uh, once again, filling in for... Wolfie? It's Derek. Derek. Wolf is Wolfen. What's up, Darren? <laughs> For the what, what, Wolf's on like a, a, a three week stretch, but he did come in. Look at the calendar. He he came in and hung up a calendar. He came here on the twenty first to Orlando. What does it say on the twenty first of his calendar? Uh, I have to walk, walk today. I have to work today. I think it says. I have to work today. So he put it on his calendar to remind himself. Usually it's like I'm off tomorrow. Oh, wow. I got a twenty first. That's it. Tough month. I have to work today. <laughs> oh my well, God. I haven't heard anything about the 27 and 28 next week, t- Monday, Tuesday. Maybe he's, he's here. Uh, he's uh, on uh, the. He's uh, no. He's talked about it. He's on the Joe Rogan podcast next week. Oh, so I'll keep my days again. open. Uh, no, he's not. Well, not again. He's never been on that one. Oh, I no, thought no. he was, Okay, no, but he's pumped about it. I think that's March 2nd, which is a Thursday. So that is a oh. super super popular podcast. Yeah. Tomorrow's actually his birthday, and he's celebrating his birthday. He's staying with Kid Rock in Nashville. Mm. So tomorrow is his birthday, and he's, his plan is to party with Kid Rock. His well, plan today, what's wrong with that? I his, mean, I think that's a great plan. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's right? what he's doing. His plan today was to play pickleball with Kid Rock this morning and then work out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pickleball nice. and then work out. Mm. You get an, you're getting updates? You know where he's this at? This is just, other than that, it's Wolfen. Like, I don't know the rest. I mean, this this is this is the only details I got. The rest of it is, you know, I mean, who knows? He may be putting a deal. Look, if you're in Nashville with Kid Rock, you're, yeah. you're going to be having some fun, man. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's oh, yeah. a good way to spend your birthday. Dun, dun, there we go. All summer My long. My name is Kid. This is, this is Derek's theme song. He's not going to be working all summer long. <laughs> He's going to be wolfing all summer long. Oh, oh my gosh. I'll let him have some fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? Got, but just got. You can't jump right out into retirement and then. Yeah, that's jump. tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Right. You gotta it's figure some things out first. Right? Right. You're, you're right. You're right. Give him a little leeway. My wife took two weeks before she asked me what my plan was. <laughs> there you, go. <laughs> you know, everybody can't be on the Orlando Franklin plan. No, nah, you gotta <laughs> take a little bit of a walkabout once you retire from something. You guys excited about VJ? Oh, thrilled. So I talked to Cliss after he was on with you. And he goes like this to me. He goes, what is wrong with Zach and Stoke? They are, like, depressed. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, I was just on with them. Those boys are not happy at all. I was asking questions. Yeah, I mean, no, I I, like, I'm not depressed about it. I just think that, you know, like we talked about with Melvin Gordon, bringing him back, yeah. and that was low-hanging fruit. Randy Gregory's injury history um, was a big red flag. We talked a lot about that. It was right in front of us. Um, training camp. No one talked about training camp and how the lack of practice was going to affect the season like we did. And and then now this, when you look at his resume, it doesn't scream great defensive coordinator. That's it. And then then you have the history of him being the head coach. It's hard to be excited about it. You know, it's hard to be like pom poms and like yes, this guy. And I think you have a, a defense in general, talent wise, that is declining. So I don't think you have the top notch um, talent that you so used to have. Payton pick him. That's a great question. Who else would you have rathered? I would have rathered Rex Ryan. Um, I would have uh, 
I don't know about Matt Patricia. I was Doesn't still trying to think. Doesn't Rex as far as just being away from the game? That, no? that was that was a concern, but I felt like if you hired the guy, um, and he's been a you know he hasn't been in the game, but he's been around the game. And I, I think so, Rex, I think sexy Rex, he pulled the uh, parachute on himself, yeah, yanked yeah. a ripcord. Yeah, I think it got a little too real for him. Like I think that is who Sean Payton wanted. I mean, why else would he be here? And I think Sexy Rex, he was feeling he tapped like, out. Really? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it got real. I mean, here I am. They want to hire me. I'm yeah. going to have to move. I'm 60 years old. I'm going to have to work hard. Well, Rex, I haven't done this for six years. I get it. Rex said that he would only leave ESPN for the perfect yeah. opportunity. Listen, defensive and coordinator for the Broncos is a perfect opportunity if you want back in the game. You don't get back in the game with a team that's already set. you got to get back in the game with a team that's a little bit up in the air. All right. All right. Are we done? Okay. Are you out? I'm out. <laughs> You're out. Stokely's out. Hop in there, Orlando. The boys, the boys are tapping out.